Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for writers, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee, with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Runes, all from Writers, Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, grab a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. Special Approaches to Plot Any presentation of a story's plot can be straightforward, with scenes and sequels moving in progression from beginning to end, as events occur. Few plots are simply straightforward. In this section, we examine foreshadowing and flashback, the non-linear structure, the frame story, and the allegory. Foreshadowing. Every story has foreshadowing, hints and clues of what will occur. In the Tony Kane Bambera story in the last episode, the frozen puddle at the story's beginning was foreshadowing. Richard Connell's The Most Dangerous Game about a man hunted by another man doesn't begin with the hunt. We are several pages into the story before the hunt is even mentioned. Instead, Connell uses a blood motif to foreshadow the bloody hunt to come. The protagonist falls into the sea with waters as warm as blood. When he reaches the shore, he sees red markings on a bush. At the house, The servant wears a crimson cummerbund. The first course for dinner is borscht. The antagonist in Dangerous Game is described as pale-skinned, with red lips and sharp teeth, details that foreshadow his vampirish, bloodthirsty focus. Numerous times the antagonist compares himself to the protagonist. Only at the beginning of their dinner conversation, and at the story's very end, Does the protagonist admit to this commonality, leaving the reader to wonder if the protagonist will take the same immoral path that the antagonist had? Thus, foreshadowing provides us suspense and tension subconsciously long before we reach the first major action of the story. Flashback is much more than simple memory or recollection of an event. A flashback is a developed scene with action, exposition, and dialogue. The scene will have its own conflict, which may mirror the story's main conflict or sub-conflict. Use theme, character motifs, angst, irony, betrayal, and an unexpected surprise, or plot progression, thematic understanding, revelation of character, or relationship development. To determine the purpose of any flashback scene. Flashbacks can present a revelatory character moment, whether traumatic or joyful, which causes current angst for the protagonist or provides an impetus to plunge forward into more difficulties. The non-linear story structure is antagonistic to the way most stories are told in a straight line beginning to end, first event to last, with only the occasional flashback. Nonlinear structure is a series of events deliberately towed out of chronological order. 
Most stories begin in medias res, in the middle of things, with those things being early in a developing conflict. Nonlinear stories may begin at the end, or at the middle of the story, or at the one-third mark, or the three-quarters mark, or something of that sort. The best modern examples are Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction. The best classical example is Homer's Iliad, which begins with the wrath of Achilles. Achilles is angry because his war prize, a priestess of Troy, has been taken from him and given to a fellow Greek commander, a man he despises. How he came to receive that prize, the preceding nine-plus years of battle against Troy, the gathering of all the Greek kings to set sail, the trick of Odysseus that forces the disguised Achilles to reveal himself, his obedience to his mother, the goddess Thetis, to hide rather than die at Troy, the prophecy with the choice of Achilles' death, his birth, and the dipping in the river Styx to provide a supernatural protection, and the marriage of his parents. All of these events are conveyed during the course of the Iliad as different scenes out of chronological order. Nonlinear plot can be greatly confusing. The narrative time shifts must place setting immediately. The scenes are tied together for thematic or character revelation. The protagonist can punch her way through wood and crawl through dirt because she learned to do so while a protege of an Asian mentor that happens in Kill Bill. All scenes must have strong weight to prevent audience confusion. We are used to the straightforward beginning-middle-end progression, not puzzle pieces lined up in a train for which we do not see the whole picture until we reach the end. Along with strong weight, each scene must have strong engagement from the reader. A narrative hook is essential. The hook may develop out of the previous scene. The connection between the in-time and out-of-time scenes may be hidden until the end of the second scene. When the connection is hidden, the hook is absolutely necessary. To keep readers involved with a nonlinear story, weight and engagement cannot be sacrificed. The choice of the frame around a painting is a deliberate decision, just as it's a deliberate decision in a frame story. Ornate frames often grace simple compositions. Gilt frames offer radiant opulence to dark, somber compositions. Plain wooden frames shift the focus entirely to the painting. The frame around a story serves the same purpose and should be written with equally deliberate care. The symbolic boxing of the frame helps writers juxtapose the separate settings. A frame is a type of nonlinear structure, especially when the story has a frame inside a frame, as occurs with Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights. Most frames present characters outside the central story as Lockwood is introduced in Wuthering Heights. The outer frame uses these characters to create interest for the opening scenes of the central story. The frame becomes powerful when its story is as enticing and conflict-ridden as the central story. Although not as well-developed as the story characters, the frame characters may echo or contrast with them. 
The frame's conflict can also echo or contrast, or even introduce its own separate conflict. Bronte's Lockwood is thwarted in love and has retreated to the moors. The story recounted to him reveals that Heathcliff is thwarted in love and is currently thwarting the love of two young people. When the characters blend, the frame's non-blended resolution offers a satisfactory surprise for the reader, especially when all other elements are parallel. Allegory is defined as a narrative, story, or poem, which can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning. The allegory serves as a broad sweep of the story. The allegory functions like an extended metaphor in narrative form, with different elements of a comparable thing matching up to the story. Writers should match story to elements in a clear manner without becoming too preachy or pedantic. John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress is an obvious and simplistic allegory. Christ's parables in the New Testament appear simple until delved into. All of the parables have at heart the connection between people and the kingdom of heaven, whether lost or found. Yet the different elements of the allegory offer deep insights. George Orwell's Animal Farm is obvious only when readers know the allegory's source is the Bolshevik Revolution. The allegory creates a one-to-one -one development. Lenin equals Ode Major, the boar at the very beginning of the story. Communism is animalism in the book. The Bolshevik Revolution equals the Battle of Manor Farm. Aristocracy's treatment of the working class is equivalent to the whips, chains, halters, and yokes that Farmer Jones and his workers used to control the animals. The laborers are the horse boxer. Intellectuals represent Benjamin the donkey. The militaristic leader Stalin represents Napoleon the boar. The bureaucratic leader Trotsky is represented by the white boar Snowball. The army is represented by dogs. The goal of the revolution becomes, in animal form, the fact that all animals are equal. The actual status after the Bolshevik Revolution settles into established governing is a totalitarian dictatorship. In animal form, all animals are equal but some animals are more equal than others. Yet again, a totalitarian dictatorship. The microcosm of the macrocosm is a miniature allegory. In William Shakespeare's Henry V, the kingdoms of Great Britain, England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, are represented by the four common soldiers in Act Two, but not Pistol, Nim, or Baudol. Moby Dick by Herman Melville incorporates the microcosm of the macrocosm. The ship is earth sailing through the universal ocean. On board are men of every continent, clustered together, trying to work toward the same goal, but still competing with each other. Any multi-part system can become allegorical and control development of your plot. The stages of grief, the five psychological stages to maturity, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, these are just three options. Not so obvious is the allegorical intent of Jack London in Call of the Wild to present the steps needed to return a civilized person to the savagery and violence of primitive behavior.
physical abuse, starvation, dependency on someone else for food, and close confinement are the first four steps needed. Add a harsh new environment, competition for basic needs like shelter and food, bullying tactics, and the necessity to resort to violent force in order to protect what one needs. These additional four quickly destroy the civilized tendencies toward mercy and compassion. By the conclusion of Chapter 4 in a seven-chapter novella, Jack London has achieved his allegory. What does he do in the last three chapters? He shows how his main character can only depend upon himself, not upon the group. The loyalty earned by the sole true civilizing influence on the no longer domesticated protagonist is rewarded three times, and the protagonist brings down the top prey and confronts two examples of fellow top predators allying with one of them. When the civilizing influence is removed, the protagonist is completely wild. What do writers want to know about plot? What do writers need to know about plot? The right focus is taking a comprehensive view of plot, the structure that develops characters, genre expectations, major story structures, pacing, tension, suspense. We cover it all in this series entitled Discovering Your Plot from M.A. Lee's Guidebook of the Same Name. Writers will discover unexpected insights and methods that deepen their understanding of this major craft in the storytelling world. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by M.A. Lee from Writers, Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at linkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, write on.